Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. It's patreon.com slash Radio, so you can keep up with us much faster than anybody else. I, I, I like that. It's a, it's definitely a perk. It's, uh, it's a little scary sometimes, <laughs> like having that immediate access. It's like... I'm always a little afraid I'm going to screw something up on social media or say you screw something up on the Patreon, but you know, it's it's life in the uh, in the modern world, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so we've had a whole weekend of uh, catching up on social media. Oh, I feel like there's just been so many things which I'm kind of like pleased about. You know what I mean? Like it's just there's good there's good news on the way. So I guess that's where we'll start. So there is an event called the March on Broadway, which Matt, I'm sure that you've been keeping up with as well mm-hmm. through like Instagram and everything. Okay, cool. It's being organized by Natalie Randall and Courtney Daniels. It's going to feature a bunch of guest speakers um, like Broadway for Racial Justice founder Brandon Michael Nace and also your favorite Eden Espinoza for mm-hmm. AFECT. Which is which is the organization she co-founded with Karen Olivo. Yeah, which I, I mean, I was surprised to see Karen's name left off this, but um, it's not going to surprise me if she's at this event. Well, and, and I think she lives in Madison, Wisconsin, um, so it might be difficult for her to get there still. You can't Uber right now? I mean, you could Uber from Madison to Manhattan, but I I, I, I mean, she she gave up the paycheck, so maybe it's not the best idea. <laughs> it, it, maybe it's not the best idea. Yeah. So uh, this March kind of uh, is a response to the whole Scott Rudin stepping back thing. Uh over the weekend, like a bunch of different screen grabs circulated. And this is kind of like the final rollout for this April 22nd March on Broadway. It's going to be a rally to um, hopefully, you know, get some accountability and safe work environments for the theater industry moving forward. Um, I'm going to read a lot of the list of demands uh, because the original one mm-hmm. said that they wanted Rudin, Scott Rudin to be placed on an equity do not work list. Right. Now they're calling for him to be removed as a producer from the Broadway league, effectively preventing him from producing on Broadway. Uh, the change also followed discussions with equity council members on the union's leverage in such matters. So here's the list of demands. One, Scott Rudin be removed from the Broadway league. Um, if he is not removed from the Broadway league, we want restoration. We want Scott to publicly choose 20 BIPOC theaters and donate a large sum of money to them. Two, a full list of organizations that AEA is working with Black, Indigenous, and people of color to feel safer. Three, a full report of how the 2020 equity dues were spent and what percentage is being spent, (laughs) I know, um, is being spent to help conversations around diversity. Four, achieve greater inclusion for trans, non-binary, and gender-conforming artists. Five, we want visibility on how the National Council votes for policies. We also want efforts to improve diversity within the council. Six, we want to achieve greater inclusion for artists with visible and non-visible differing abilities. Did you have initial thoughts on this, Matt? Well, yesterday, Ashley and I talked about um, a lot of the Scott Rudin stuff. And one of the things that we mentioned was this uh, Twitter thread by Stephanie Fry that kind of explained why equity cannot put Scott Rudin Mm -hmm. on the do not work list. So I think a lot of this, uh, a lot of that change has to do with the fact that like, they legally can't because he is a member of the Broadway League, which is why this change um, goes to putting the onus on the Broadway League rather than Actors' Equity. Again, like Ashley and I said yesterday, I would not count on the Broadway League to do anything Mm -hmm. uh, at all. Um, But I mean, these are it's just so other than that one where that that first point, Mm -hmm. like everything else 
feels like it should have been done already. Like, it, not even that, like, they should have done it this year. Just, like, that should be part of what equity does. Um, and I, I'm just... You know, I, I'm not a union member. Yeah. Um, I'm not an equity member. So I don't know the inner working. So this is just me as somebody who's literally sat here and talked about mm-hmm. actors equity for five years, you know, four or five days a week. Yeah. It, I just don't understand what they're doing. Um, I don't understand what they do. And I don't understand why they seem to have so many problems dealing with the things that their members care about most. Yeah. And also like a lot of these things, I think that they're so incredibly well-intentioned. Like, of course, I want more inclusion for trans, non-binary and gender non-conforming artists. I want that too. I don't know what that demand in this list, what that means. It's like saying Broadway, hey, Broadway, be less racist. And then they're like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know the exact accountability because I think that this is all incredibly like well-formed and well-intentioned. My fear is that it's, it's a lot of noise, which I, you know what? We support people advocating for things that they care about. You know what I mean? And these are all things that we all care about. Um, I'm just really, I'm just, I don't know that this list is incredibly like uh applicable you know what i mean like it's it, specific yeah, yeah 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 i just want like okay these are the these are the three you know uh bipoc uh run theaters that we want you to donate to or you know um this is because like finding out where the equity dues are spent like i, I, I don't know you know um i'm just i'm just nervous because i i want this i want all these things to matter and i want yeah. um yeah i just want better accountability and i just want a better uh, a better world for artists so well and the, the thing is is that equity is an organization that is there to serve its members yeah. if you are not doing these things already and i understand that these are fairly vague and they're not you know super specific but like i i, I don't have a problem with it. it seems like you are a little not not that you have a problem with it but you're you wish that there was a little more specific i'm fine with it being vague mm-hmm. because those types of things can take tons of different forms um, on how equity does this. The problem for me is that equity is there to serve its members. And by having five of these six points Mm -hmm. having to do with just saying, show us, give Mm -hmm. us your receipts, um, you know, tell us how things are being done. Tell us what you're doing to help all of your members. It just shows me that the membership, and obviously mm. not all equity members signed on to this, but a certain portion of the members of yeah. Actors Equity um, have a problem with equity not doing the bare minimum what of what they are paying dues for it to do. Yeah, I think that, again, like asking for the receipts, they're going to see that um, they're not being spent on conversations around diversity. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when um, it was Amber Iman called out uh, Kate Schindel on that uh, Broadway Advocacy Coalition live event and said, what happens when we call and we have like an issue with someone being uh, racist on, you know, in rehearsal process or whatever that is. And they said, well, you know, we, we take the call. And basically there was nothing that they do, right? (laughs) That's it. That's it. Just take the call. Right. So my thing is like on here, you know, like I want to see, okay, when X, Y, Z happens, this is what happens. I I think that if we are asking for answers, we also need to have the answers. It's like a good attorney. You have to already know the answer to the question that you're asking, my guy. Yeah. And like, if we want better inclusion for 
people of all uh, gender nonconforming or trans non-binary communities, why don't we ask for, hey, every time we sign on a project, you have to include our pronouns. You have to, it, no matter what, we don't, we don't go, okay, do we need to do pronouns this way? Or, oh, we have yeah. a trans person in the cast, so we have to do pronouns today. No, we just say for every project, day one, we introduce people with pronouns, et cetera, et cetera. I think that if we just like make these lists out that are clear, I, I think that that's how we can also get things done. So I want the best for this. I'm excited to see you know, what happens after that um, event. Of course, we're going to cover it as well. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, before we get into the rest of the show, we're going to take a moment and talk about our sponsor, Upstart. So when it comes to paying off debt, which holy shit, I have so much of, it can often feel like an uphill battle. I am climbing uphill, daddy, climbing uphill. That was for any oh, last well five done. years. Thank well you so done. much. Um, that's my time. Uh, do you dread looking at your credit card statement every month? I sure do. We don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off of your shoulders, thank goodness, so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all done online. Whether you're looking to get rid of your credit card debt or consolidating a bunch of other high interest debts, or you just need some personal funding to take care of, of unexpected expenses. And over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. And after a year of a pandemic, everybody's credit score has taken a hit unless you're a billionaire and then that doesn't matter. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. All you have to do is take a five minute online rate check and you will get all of your rates up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you receive your check as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart.com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right. So we're going to start talking about one of our favorite events. I think it's, we've talked about it before because we really like yeah. this event, but additional performers have been announced for the miscast 2021 MCC theater gala. I'm so excited. It's going to stream May 16th on MCC's YouTube channel. Yes. We're still using YouTube folks, uh, performing songs from roles in which they would not normally be cast in. That's how the event works. If you are unfamiliar, if, if you need recommendations, please at Matt and I, for oh, the oh best God. of miscasts. What is, what is one of your favorite miscast moments? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I always go back to the one that I was in person yeah, for. Yeah. Um, what a flex. Well, I think you were at the same one, so <laughs> I, I don't hear it. And you had, you had better seats. <laughs> um, the Katrina Link um, violin, um, If I Were a Rich Man, was really good. Also, I think that year, Jeremy Jordan sang something from Waitress. He this did. was before he, he was in Waitress. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I think it was a Sarah Bareilles was on stage and I think it was a surprise to her that he was singing it. Mm -hmm. um, so those were those are those are two of my favorites. There's also some ones that were not my favorites. So I'm not going to mention those. But maybe if you hit me up on the Twitter, I'll uh, I'll share my least favorite miscast. Was it the color purple? Was it Jordan Fisher? He was a doll. Anyways. No, um, <laughs> no it was not. <laughs> Anywho, here are some of the uh, latest people that have been uh, assigned uh, miscast. We don't we also don't know what they're singing. So chill out, guys. But Idina Menzel, 
You've heard of her. Kelly Marie Tran from Raya and the Last Dragon and Star Wars Last Jedi. I am a big Kelly Marie Tran fan. I'm I'm obsessed with the fact that like she's having this resurgence because she fucking deserves it. Um, Tony nominee Patrick Wilson, who you guys remember from like everything he's ever been in, the full Monty, Fargo. Also, um, the Phantom of the Opera movie. The Phantom of the Opera movie. (laughs) Oh, wow. Melissa Barrera, Leslie Grace, Cheyenne Jackson. You know, we forget that Cheyenne Jackson is a theater person. Don't I, I don't. I no. I I definitely do not forget that Cheyenne Jackson is a theater well, person. I mean, he, I mean, like we don't. But I'm saying, that, no, like, yeah. he's so in like the Thirty Rock universe and the Watchmen universe and American Horror Story and yeah. the Descendants universe. And oh, I am not God. ashamed to talk about the fact that I enjoy the Descendants movies. And he plays Hades, of course. I love the Descendants movies. It's gotten me through yeah. many a nannying job. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about, and then of course, Jalen Josie from SpongeBob oh SquarePants. so much. Yeah. So, so much. I mean, we have already talked about Annalie Ashford, Renee Elise Goldsberry, LaShawns, Kelly O'Hara, Billy Porter, and Robin Day Zeus. But this is like, and then they're going to announce more people in May. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's get on to some more news. Uh, this one, <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyeballs. I don't today. understand this. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Is it the weirdest thing you've ever seen? Or is it exactly what 2021 is offering us? Fair point, fair point. (laughs) So the Joe Exotic limited series, which stars Kate McKinnon, who will be playing Carol Baskin, has just announced that they are casting John Cameron Mitchell to play the infamous Tiger King, Joe Exotic himself. Uh, John Cameron Mitchell has been cast. Listen, I forgot this was a show, okay? Uh, But it's going to play on NBC, Peacock, and USA Network. John Cameron Mitchell had some thoughts on this. He said, I'm thrilled to take on this role of this modern folk anti-hero. Joe and I are the same age. And like him, I grew up queer in Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. So I feel like I know a little bit about this guy and his desperate attempt to conquer an inhospitable world. Wait till John Cameron Mitchell just finds out that he, that character, that person in real life, emotionally manipulated young men into being his playthings. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's not that different from Hedwig and Yitzhak, you know, like eh, there's kind of know. there's kind I of some like similarities. I I love John Cameron Mitchell. Look, I'm the biggest Hedwig fan on the earth. I have um, a tattoo on the side of my body of, oh, wow. of the two souls. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but I I love that show so much and I love him and anything that he does. And this is honestly this is the reason I will watch the stupid fucking yeah. show. Now, there are benefits to being in the same Slack channel as Tony winner Daisy Egan, because, of <laughs> course, she co-starred with um, John Cameron Mitchell in The Secret Garden Secret on Garden. Broadway. And mm-hmm. he sent her a picture of him in his Joe Exotic costume. So, Shut it down. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off air. So she shared that with the uh, Slack channel earlier today. So uh, pretty, yeah. pretty spot on. Pretty, pretty yeah. spot on. Some more things. Um, UK director Rob Roth has come under some heat because of an email that he wrote in support of who? Scott Rudin, after it was made public to an airline passenger looking over his device. (laughs) Rob Roth, who was set to helm the upcoming UK tour of Beauty and the Beast, pinned an email to Rudin, went on a flight, which was transcribed by a passenger next to him. What a freaking goat this person is. Um, In reference to Karen Olivo, who just announced that she would not be returning to their role in uh, Moulin Rouge, Roth wrote that Rudin should receive an honorary Tony for somehow getting that horrible woman to quit acting. God bless you, Scott, for your service to American theater. This email was made public, obviously. We all saw it on Twitter. Roth confirmed his words and officially stepped down from the involvement in Beating the Beast. He said, upon consideration of recent events, it is clear that I am not in a position to lead this production 
production at this time. I see now that the sentiments included in a private email that went public were thoughtless and insensitive, and I am profoundly sorry for my comments that have may that have caused an unintended pain. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that little like it was a private email because it was, and this person definitely yeah. snooped, and that is kind of an invasion of privacy. Um, but wow, yeah, there you go. Yeah, just like you talked at the beginning about how like. This is like the perfect 2021 thing. Like this is 2021 in one story. There you go. Because we just had the Beauty and the Beast um, uh, anniversary yesterday, 20 years ago, right? Uh, sure. I think so. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast opened 20 years ago on Broadway. Maybe it was 30 years ago. I don't know. I'm not that old. Anyways, Stephanie J. Block and Sebastian Arcellus joined Seth Rudetsky for two very special concerts on Sunday, April 18th. We've included a link in the show notes to them performing Move On from Sunday in the Park with George. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I love them both. They are both amazing. And anytime anybody sings um, from Sunday in the Park, like that's just that's enough for me. Happy to send you the clip of me singing it to my cat as I moved out of my apartment. It's a whole thing. Oh, I that's that's I've already sent you the picture of John Cameron uh, Mitchell. So I'm going to need you to reciprocate with that clip with the cat. Great. That's that's perfect. All right. So in our last little segment, um, we usually talk about a recommendation, but we have to bring something up that we talked about on Twitter because this blew both of our noodles and we have to talk about it now. So you like cowboy mouth? The band? They've been my favorite band since literally probably you were in diapers. Since my freshman year of high school, the guy who was like the head of our of tech at our my my high school theater um he was going to Tulane and he they're a new orleans band so he learned about them and when he was like on a visit and then so like Mm -hmm. he played them when he was like driving us to i don't know get food or whatever and i like i fell in love with cowboy mouths i've seen them multiple times in florida ohio chicago um and the point was um the lead singer fred leblanc said that he's always considered himself like a mix of like a jazz singer and a broadway singer um and I tweeted that, like, for, like, at least a decade, I've had an outline for a Cowboy Mouth musical using their songs, and I don't know how to write a musical, and I I don't do that, but I've had it. I literally have it um, as a playlist on my phone that I listen to regularly, um, and at some point, I'm going to write it and win a Tony. You responded how, Grace? I responded with, and this is not a joke, this is not a bit. I have been emailing them for maybe 10 years now because I also have a playlist and I have developed a story that I think would also be a really good Cowboy Mouth musical. And I cannot believe that you and I have both done this, which means there have to be others. And they've never responded. And I'm like, cool, whatever. I'm just going to keep tweeting at them. Um, I saw them in Atlanta a couple of times. And then also, I think it's the last thing I saw at BB King's in Times Square before it shut down. Um, And I was the youngest person there for sure. And also like fully alone. Like it was like a bunch of like adult, like uh, party animal couples. Yeah. They've been around for a while. So their audience is a little older now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, But it was just so funny. And I was just like, I mean, the name of the band is Cowboy Mouth. Like I am here. I can't wait. Yeah. That's Um, a good quote. And literally, I think the last time I've met somebody who actually knew who they were was in college like maybe my freshman year of college because they opened for like better than ezra or something and so people like hated them continually saying the name of the band is cowboy mouth um which is like their thing and but i love it they're so good i've got literally all of their albums dating back to the early 90s so i'm here for it that makes me so 
so happy. Well, this is well now. Now you're called out, Cowboy Mouth. Please respond to us because we want to write you a musical. There, there's been a Cowboy Mouth musical, which might be the problem why they don't care about us. Um, it was a, it was done at like the Humana Festival, maybe, um, or maybe somewhere in Dayton. I can't remember. Um, and it had to do with like the members of the band were in some guy's head, and it was just kind of like silly. And that's not what I want to do. Mine no. revolves around Hurricane Katrina. <gasps> and Same. okay, well. All right, we're going to talk about this off air because I don't want to give away anything else if somebody steals our ideas. But all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. (laughs) Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon for Broadway Radio, patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me all the time talking about Cowboy Mouth and God knows what else on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) 